I'm Chris. I'm Neil. And I'm Stargate Pioneer, and we're the host of the Starling Tribune Podcast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready. Because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Brought to you by the Gunna Geek Network. Bringing you the latest nerdy news and geekdom, here are the hosts of the show. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. Naki. Don't be jealous that my robot penis is bigger than your robot penis. Chris. So when Chris doesn't know how to transition to a new topic because he's flustered, he just hits the button on the soundboard. And sometimes some special guests. This makes Burt Reynolds blush. As Magneto once said, ha ha ha, welcome to die. If you're a kid and listening, you rock and your parents are awful. A brand new ATGN starts in three, two, one. That's right, we're back. It's brand new. Welcome to episode 191 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, December 27th, 2015. It's the last podcast of 2015, guys. Holy crap. Yay! Don't be too excited that we're almost done for another year. We'll be. Back. I'm about to find my friends. Yay! So we've got a smaller <laughs> crowd here today. Evidently, a uh, Naki got the strep throat from one of the little hit children, so she will not be here. Who is going to get kicked? Kick that child, Naki. She did say she was going to kick a child. Now, whether she actually does or not, I don't know. But it is Naki, so it's possible. I hope so. But don't worry. Don't worry. Tiny Hitlers. We've got Tiny lots of Tiny Hitlers. We got lots of testosterone here for you because we've got one <laughs> Willie D. Nelson. I bring the clam. Maybe we don't have testosterone. We got Anthony Bachman, of course. <laughs> I'm bringing testosterone. Willie can bring the clam. And then you've got me. I just bring technical know-how. There we go. Because I'm a producer, is what I'm told. It's crazy talk. Well, you're more of a producer than I'm a producer, so yeah, you're a producer. <laughs> well, What's this producing you talk about? Exactly. <laughs> I'll do the seducing. Oh, I have to see this. Go ahead and continue with that. Yeah, let me ruffle that beard for you, good sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't have and, the uh, porno bump on here. I'd play that right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, no porn bump? I forgot to move it over to the new soundboard. Willie SP said your oh, mic light is way too bright. You're blinding people. It's my robot penis. It has yeah, a light. that's not actually his microphone light because it's a robot penis. That means the robot penis is engaged. And the robot penis is alive. It is. So we do have a full peanut gallery this week, it looks like. So a big thank you to everyone that's tuning in in the peanut gallery for this week's episode. Indeed. It looks like there are a lot of peanuts. Sorry, Naki's not here. We know that everyone comes for her. We're Pretty just much. the We're just the bonus. Oh, well, she'll be back next week. That's what I'm told, at least. But don't worry. She might not be here, but we're going to talk the crap out of Star Wars. <laughs> Damn oh, yeah. right. We've got to. That'll be the second half, the back half of the show, and it's probably going to end up happening again next week since Naki's not here. So if you need your Star Wars fix, that's what we're here for this week. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it so no spoilers. No spoilers. What? I haven't no. seen it. You haven't seen it still? <laughs> I'm kidding. I was like, holy crap, I thought you were going on Monday. Like, this I'm, week is full spoilers. I'm so ready. if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this episode. No, no, no. You can listen until I play the spoiler alert. Don't tell people not to listen. <laughs> no, he's yeah, what right. he 
No, he was right. Don't listen. We, we're, we're talking nonsense. Guys, guys, this is one of the biggest times of year for podcasts because everyone buys their new personal data or their, their new cell phones or the new MP3 players. And they're looking for content to consume. So we want them to listen to us to get hooked because this is That's the time true. to hook them. We are content. We are content. Now, are we great content? Maybe, but we're Doesn't fun matter. content. We're fun. That, that depends on your personal definition of great. Okay, touche. And add, add that to my list of t-shirts. I need a t-shirt that says, we are content. Is American Idol great content? Not really, but a lot of people watch that, so does it really matter if it's great? Hey, if we could get American Idol numbers here, <laughs> I'm good. Bachman, sing. We couldn't get American Idol numbers if every camera we had turned on had an orgy on it. But it couldn't hurt. No, it couldn't hurt, but like those are some serious numbers. It could Warm hurt up. me emotionally, though. Even in their last season, those are some serious numbers. Everyone's like, "This show's great content in the chat room." Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, soothing our egos here, guys. We know the truth. <laughs> All you guys, peace. Gonna geek content. <laughs> gonna geek. Content. Didn't say good. Didn't say bad. Just said, it's gonna geek content. He just said content. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we we've got a pretty strong network. We're starting to get a little recognition out there. So uh, hopefully, those guys don't listen to us. I mean, what? <laughs> Wait, what? 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 Uh, shit. Oh, crap. So instead of me just rambling, maybe it's time I just hit the big button and we go on into the news of the week. Do it. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. That's right, awesome people. It's that time in the show when we tell you what we think is the cool, great news of the week. And it's not going to be Star Wars spoilers, because I said we'd save that for the end of the show. So, if you're afraid of spoilers, you're okay. You can still listen. But if you're afraid of spoilers still, why the hell haven't you seen the movie? No shit. Just saying. Just Life's saying. tough, man. Life is tough, but man, it's been out over a week. It's made a crap ton of money. Like, Anthony, how much money is that movie made? Right now, I think it's uh, sitting at over $400 million. Yeah. I have my article up for the first weekend, but not for the full thing. Let so, me what check. was the first weekend numbers then? Since you've got that up, first weekend was two forty-seven point nine domestic and yeah. five twenty-eight point nine worldwide. So, half a billion dollars worldwide in three days. And here's something we should point out, though: is this movie has not yet come out in China. It's not like Jurassic World, where it came out in China at roughly oh, the same time. This doesn't drop in China. China this isn't until oh, like. Damn. January 4th or January 9th, I think, is when it drops in China. So we've still got a crap ton more money that's going to be coming. That's okay. it, Stade! Okay, right now, Box Office Mojo has it at $440 million domestic and 449 foreign. So $890 million in a week. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so the, the $2 billion mark is not even a hard stretch at this point. That should be fairly easy that it'll break $2 billion. So the question I have is, did they set themselves up for being too high here? Are expectations too high? When Episode 8 comes out and it doesn't make that much opening weekends, they're going to be like, oh my god, it's a flop! Yeah, it'll be like the whole the articles we saw that said Avengers Age of Ultron was a flop because it didn't make... What was it? Eight hundred million within the first month, something like, according that. to their projections. Yeah, so it'll be another one of those ones where, since it doesn't match up to the bullshit projections, they'll call it a flop, even though it'll be one of the biggest movies in the history of cinema. Which, yeah, it's just it's a ridiculous way that they look at stuff now. So I should caveat and say I think Episode Eight's going to have big numbers associated with it. The one that's going to be different will be uh, Star Wars Rogue One when that comes out this upcoming 
what is it, December? That's coming out. Whenever the first anthology film comes out, because it's not quite the same Star Wars, so you might not have as many people interested. And I don't want people to be like, oh my god, it failed, because it didn't make the same money as Episode Seven. No, it's not supposed to make that much money, people. <laughs> if it does, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Highly unlikely, but yeah. I mean, Rogue One will be good, hopefully, but yeah, it's nowhere near going to make Episode Seven numbers. No, I mean, and Boogity Boo also brought up a good point in the chat room, saying Star Wars isn't an institution in China as it is in the West, but it should be good for at least 100 mil. It'll probably be good for more than that, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, it's just the sheer number of theaters they have. So the, so uh, Draftsman says, so the Chinese listeners should please be careful not to spoil the movie for the other 300 or so million Chinese movie patrons. <laughs> so looking at the metrics, I don't think we have any listeners in China. I could be wrong, and if I am, please, someone send me a message on the Facebooks, the Twitters, or whatever, and let me know. But I hadn't seen any downloads coming from China, and it's probably because we're an explicit podcast. Just a thought. Could be. They have us blocked in China. It's entirely so possible. Lewd and, crude. and punny. They don't like puns. We, we need that on a t-shirt. ATGN, blocked in China. Lots of people are blocked in China, though. Yeah, but do they have a t-shirt? <laughs> well, everyone well, can we? go to Teespring and make their own t-shirt, so potentially. We, we will soon. <laughs> I think 2016 is going to be the year I make t-shirts. The year you make t-shirts. Stitch by I also, stitch. I also want the one that I, I saw, I heard of last night, and then found that it actually does exist online. Power Respect Banana. Are you a minion? Hells yes. I finally watched that movie. It was awesome. I just watched it <laughs> last night myself. I haven't seen it yet. It's good stuff. I'm going to say meh. Meh. But it wasn't made for me, so it's okay. Because you have no joy in your heart. That's true. It's a black hole of... I don't even... I just, I just want more Star Wars, guys. And seeing things like it made $49 million at Christmas box office, things like that, make me, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Doubled the previous Christmas Day record. And Doubled it, it. It crushed the new Will Ferrell movie that nobody actually cared about. Oh, there were new movies? No, yeah, no there were no there were no new new uh, movies. Uh, uh, uh. Hateful Eight. <laughs> I forgot Hateful Eight came out, and I'm, I'm probably going to try and go see that Monday or Tuesday. I think everybody else forgot, too, and they went and saw Star Wars again. Quentin Tarantino got really mad about that at one point, because I guess they were doing some exclusive screenings at some cinema, I can't remember, that was some big deal in California, and Star Wars came in and said, no, you're going to show our movie, or you don't get it at all, and got him Yeah, he, he basically got screwed in one of the the smaller theaters, because he's trying to make sure that he has enough uh, theater run for the Oscars. Yes. And that was part of his theater, his Oscar run was getting this showing at this specific theater. And the way I understand it, basically, he had everything set in place. He, you know, did his application. The movie was going. They had the screening set. And then after the, yeah, the management of the theater agreed to everything, Disney came in and said, no, we're going to take that time slot. So, yeah, it was kind of a dick move that the giant, you know, giant corporation with the biggest movie of the year decided they couldn't give up one screen for like a week. Which someone had already bought and paid for. See, that's where I see the problem. Is that they, he, Tarantino had already bought and paid for it to get his screening time, and Disney came in and fucking basically kicked him to the curb with a wad of cash. Man, this stuff happens all the time, though, when it comes to movies, so I'm not exactly shocked. I mean, it is what it is. It sucks that it happened, but it, it's Star Wars, so yeah, whatever. It's just I, shitty. It's so shitty I'm, on Disney's part. I'm looking in the chat room, and Steven, one big papa, said, No one watched Star Wars. It's the biggest flop since Mall Cop. And I know Steven's lying because he went <laughs> opening weekend and saw it. Steven, who never sees movies on opening weekend, sent you me a message. You saw Mall Cop opening I was saying, weekend? That's what I was What's wrong with I, it? I meant, I meant Star Wars, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier the other way. <laughs> I know. 
but hey, I, the- I, I couldn't disparage Steven that much to be like, oh, you went and saw Mall Cop and he loved it. Now, if he comes in and says he loved Paul Blart Mall Cop, no. Now, I don't remember seeing the first one, but the trailer for the second one had me laugh, and I was like, I, got, I guess I got to give this a shot. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, you get a shot. I think I eventually watched the first one on Netflix. Second one's okay. First one was kind of funny. No, it's no. I don't have to see it. It's a Kevin James movie. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I don't need to see it. Kevin James guarantees me five good chuckles per film. If you haven't seen it, here comes the here comes the boom. Funny, he was awesome in that. Exactly. Kevin James as an MMA fighting like science teacher was fucking hilarious. So is that Richards the movie? What's the one with um him and Will Smith? I love that one. Uh, Uh, Hitch. 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 He. James was hilarious in that one. Oh, yeah, he he was funny, and I do have to give it that. His like nervous character always like. Yeah. And he takes the puff off his inhaler and slows it down. Goes and gets, kisses the chick. <laughs> like, he pulled out his inhaler. He did not. Yes, he did. <laughs> so before we move on to my news week, SP brought up a, ch- a link in the chat that I wanted to mention that uh, Disney passed five billion dollars in the yearly box office for the first time ever. Because of successive movies from Lucasfilm, Pixar, and Marvel. Yeah, when you've got those three companies in your back pocket, you're probably going to make a crap ton of money, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point now, yeah, there's no reason that Disney won't be, like, the highest grossing company in the box office every year going forward. Yeah, I guess so. If they're not, then that is something where their executives will talk about failures. But they actually didn't have the biggest gross this year. As I'm reading this article, Universal hit $6.8 billion globally this year. Can you guess what two movies got them the top spot? Universal? Universal. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the Universal movies that came out. Well, it's yeah. in the chat room now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Furious so, 7. So the answers uh, are uh, Jurassic World and Furious 7 because they are two of the top five grossing movies of the year. That makes sense. Yeah, those are the two good movies that made a ton of money. I Man, they them. chopped a car from a building to another building. God damn. I haven't seen any Fast movie since Fast 4 or Fast 5. I can't remember. They're basically just ridiculous stunt movies now, which is part of what makes yeah. them so fun. Because you're like, how are they going to top themselves this time? And then The Rock shows up and blows things up. Exactly. They're amazing. They, they, they've cranked up the awesome on those, like the way, like Expendables is just eye candy for guns and shit blowing up. That's what Fast and the Furious has become for cars. Like, say, what's the weirdest way we can do some crazy shit with cars? But don't get me wrong, I want to see them, but I'm a continuity freak. I don't remember. I don't think I ever saw the second one or third one. Fifth, I, I, I need to watch them all. Marathon this shit. Yeah, you could do it. Technically, you can skip the third one. Because everything a- everything happens before the third one, except Fast and the Furious 7, if I remember right. It's yeah. really weird how their timeline set Yeah, up. Tokyo Drift Part 3 actually takes place after episode, or after number 6, I yeah. guess. Are we, are we, are <laughs> we titling the like Star Wars? Fast yeah, Furious, kind of. Episode 7. Yeah, so, Fast and Furious, Episode 7. <laughs> Furious as fuck. So here, here's what I'm going to say. If you're a big fan of Fast and the Furious, you should make your own podcast to be part of the Gunna Geek Network. <laughs> Head to gunnageek.com slash about and figure out how to apply to be part of the network. The Furious <laughs> has awakened. The Furious awakens. <laughs> Damn right. I love it. So I, I guess we'll roll into my news. And I, I want to talk to you guys about a new superhero movie that's coming out. A superhero movie that might just be a little different than the regular ones. 
You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise, this is a different kind of superhero story. Yeah, we have a different kind of superhero story to talk about. The twenty, the 12 days of Deadpool Miss, or whatever it was called, has just wrapped up. And on Christmas <laughs> Day, they dropped two new Deadpool trailers. One for the regular, and a Red Band trailer. And oh my god, they're so freaking good looking. Oh yes, they are. Yeah, I think I watched it like six, seven times. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Christmas gift to myself, as I opened up my cell phone and I was reading through Facebook. I'm like, oh, Deadpool trailer! And then I watched it like three times before I actually went downstairs. Nice. That's a good way to start the day. Yep. Just so I could see a guy get turned into a fucking kebab. I love that line. Although I do have to say, just for comedy's sake, I do like some of the lines from the original Red Band trailer better. Like all the banter back and forth with uh, T.J. Yes. Miller. Oh, so yeah. I don't, the new one was kind of, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. Now, I want to talk about that line right quick. <laughs> that was oh, no. great. I like how he said other people's assholes. Not just you look yeah. like inside of an asshole, just not just not of people's assholes, but other people's assholes. So what does he think about his own asshole? Who knows? But it that I be, think that's it could be a pristine temple, I don't know. That's why yeah, TJ Miller was perfect as Weasel. I kinda wanted him as Hydra Bob, but oh man, he's got the lines as fucking Weasel. He's good. You look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. I love in the chat room right now, I just see a quote that says, that trailer was amazeballs. Yes, indeed. And, and I, I don't think, I think what makes it so fun is it's just so irreverent. You're used to such a typical, straight-up superhero kind of thing where everything is really serious. This does not take itself serious at all because it's Deadpool. And I think some of the stuff I've seen coming out on Twitter was ridiculous. Like some woman be like, I won't let my kids watch this superhero movie until the gratuitous violence and cursing is out. And I'm like, do you not understand what this is? It's a rated R superhero movie. Yeah, it's rated R for a reason. Fuck that lady and her kids. It's not made for her. <laughs> the, the, the real question is, if you're so upset by this, why are you letting your kids watch a Red Band trailer? Yeah, why, are, mean, why are they watching trailers that are meant for the, the, to be the, rated R? The first thing it opens up with is rated R, restricted audiences, giant red screen. So Because people ignore that shit these days. Yeah, I mean, it's the same problem we had with Ted, because I remember walking into that movie, and I'm watching it, and, these, and this family comes in late with like three different kids, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I had more fun. I had more fun watching them freak out when the teddy bear starts cursing and rush out of the theater than I did anything else. I was like, but honestly, do you not pay attention? You just see something, go, oh, it's superhero, so it's going to be great for my kids? No. Yeah, that, that's the problem. No. Like, it's the same thing. That parent walked into Ted and went, oh, it's Mark Wahlberg and a teddy bear on the poster. She didn't fucking watch the trailer, didn't know anything about the movie, and said, I bet I can take my kids to this. Ignored the R rating and bought four tickets. Because people are fucking stupid. <laughs> and did you guys also notice the? Uh, they've already shown off kind of that some scenes have multiple takes of different lines. Like in the original, he says, uh, you going to leave me here with this uh, less angry uh, Rosie O'Donnell? And Puck, yeah. And this one is like, you're going to leave me here with uh, Jose Canseco? Jose Canseco, yeah. Yep. Which yeah, which happens because you, you get the problem where like you see like a really cool line that's in the trailer that's not in the movie. And so sometimes that happens with like ones like this where we're getting so many multiple trailers so fast. Mm -hmm. It's bound to happen. But if they're going to keep getting us cut lines like that that would end up on the DVD extras anyways, I'm fine with it because they're fucking funny. Well, well, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to those special features where they have all the outtakes. Oh, it's yeah. The outtakes on this are going to be ridiculous. Well, bear in mind, they did something similar with the Star Wars trailer also. We got a bunch of stuff in that trailer that was not in the movie. Like the whole nope. scene you see where Maz Kanata hands off Luke Skywalker's lightsaber to Leia, 
didn't happen. It was only in the trailers. Yep. I don't know, but Deadpool trailer coming soon. It looks really fun, and that's what February I want to say, mid February. February. Yep. Yeah. I'll be in theaters with my brown pants on. <laughs> I got IMDb up. It is February twelfth. So I guess the next batch of superhero movies you're gonna have Deadpool, then um in March Batman v Superman, and then in May Captain America. So basically, you just gotta go two months at a pace at a click without getting another superhero movie. Pretty that's much. Not bad. And oh, dude, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm fucking tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Well, that was, I, was, I was stoked to see her finally use her powers, too. I'm also like, happy to see... It made her see, look cool. I'm happy to see Colossus so involved in it, too, which was pretty cool uh, to see. And then the whole, I don't have time for your X-Men bullshit. Does this exist yeah. in the same continuity as the current X-Men movies? And maybe it does, which could be kind of cool, which means we might get Wolverine. That is the thing everyone's hoping for, is that Hugh Jackman yeah, might make an appearance. Don't worry, uh, it's still in continuing with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> but that got removed with uh, Days of Future Past, I think. Yep. And well, Hugh Jackman also helped fuel that rumor, too, because one of the days of Deadpool Miss or whatever, he tweeted a picture of Wolverine with his claws up and Deadpool dancing on his claws. Nice. That was one of the things for the 12 days of Deadpool Miss. So, who knows, it might happen. I'm super excited to see if it does happen, because, hey guys, it's Wolverine. You've got to well, have a Wolverine Deadpool band. Excuse me, I'm trying to think. If he did, if he appears in Deadpool, would that be his eighth or ninth Wolverine appearance? Oh God, a ton. Because I think the next one that he does puts him as the actor that's been a character in more films than any actor ever. Like right now, he's tied with all the Harry Potter kids for doing eight films. Hmm. So I think his next appearance, the next time he shows up as Wolverine, he becomes the actor that's played a character in more film franchises than anybody in history. Well, give it time. Robert Downey Jr. will take that record soon. Well, he might. He's going to appear in everything. Uh, I count seven. Am I missing one? The first three, Origins. X1 through three, Origins. He was in First Class. And then Days of Future Past. That's the seven I got. And then The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Oh, that's the one. That'd be eight. Yep. I forgot about that one. <laughs> so we're asking the chat room, uh, would it count as Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine? No, he's still doing a final yeah. Wolverine movie. Yeah. That would one be one his more final appearance, film. he said. One more full film. Because, hey, yeah. the dude's what? Like, in his late 40s, having to get that cut all the time is probably uh, pretty brutal. From what he's shown, it is. And, and the amazing thing is that every time he's done it, he's gotten better shape. He, he literally is the only human with a healing factor. Well, he's progressively did. gotten more buff and cut. As he's be, as he's been Wolverine over and over and over, it's fucking scary. You did hear how his training regimen was set up this last time. He worked with The Rock for his training regimen for the last Wolverine movie. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll and, uh, motherfucking do it. <laughs> when he had that uh, naked scene in Days of Future Past, his body had more veins than the Incredible Hulk did in the 2008 movie, the CGI one. That's true. I was like, is it indeed, it was impressive. That was for the ladies and for a lot of the dudes. Big. How the hell does he do that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Time to make people jealous. That's pretty much what happened. So that wraps up my Deadpool news, which comes into a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm really curious to see what Naki thinks about it when she's back next week. So we'll have to ask her about her thoughts on Deadpool. But before we move on to the whole Star Wars extravaganza, Willie, what do you got for your news this week? I guess I got some more comic book moving news. I love it. Apparently in an interview, Mark Ruffalo says Bruce Banner and Hulk Consciousness is merging in Thor Ragnarok. Let me just pull up see what he exactly says. So I think we carry the, uh, or we carry, 
read this right. It's not just a matter of him uh, taking himself to some remote place and hiding. Now he's removed himself from humanity altogether. I'm not sure where we're going ahead with that, but I'm sure that's probably still very much alive within him. Then uh, when the thoughts about the two personalities might merge, it's very subtle, but the Banner Hulk consciousness is beginning to meld a little bit. So I wonder how much trouble that's going to cause for Thor during Ragnarok. See, I don't even know how they're going to fit Thor, not Thor, Hulk into the Ragnarok story. I'm very curious to see how that goes because I have no clue. Yeah, that was a pretty self-contained story when they did it in the comic. I mean, they could start moving towards some of the comic arcs they had where Banner was basically the Hulk when he was in Hulk mode. Yeah, Banner Hulk was good, but he's also not as strong. That's true, because he doesn't get as angry. Yep. And are we still are we sure that this isn't the robot Ragnarok? No, they've made a they made a point of hinting in Avengers two that this is supposed to be like the yeah. end of the world for Asgard. Hey, misdirections can happen. That's true. So I'm really curious to see where it goes. But what we've still got until 2017 for Thor Ragnarok is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah, it's a while. It's a ways off. Well, I'm still looking forward to the movies coming this year or the, the 2016. So we've got Father Axmas in the chat room, which might happen to be one Ryan Numerick, former guest host extraordinaire of the show, who said, are they going to swap the Hulk out for one of the Norse bodies in Ragnarok, or Norse baddies in Ragnarok? That's possible. You could try and make the Hulk be the bad guy, but I think they're going to try and go with the awkward team-up after they happen upon each other. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok isn't until November 3rd, 2017. Yeah, so we're... So two full years away. Two years, basically. So that script's probably just kind of getting off the ground. Yeah, I doubt they've even started much of it. They're probably still more focused on, let's make sure the Civil War train is uh, completed. And Don't they have yeah. uh, Doctor Strange before that, too? I believe yep. so. Yeah, that's Doctor Strange the one and gotta, Black Panther, right? Yeah, they've got to get a lot of work done on Doctor Strange, because that's that's the next big one where everyone's going to go, is Marvel going to be able to pull this all off? And they've <laughs> kind of proven they can, so I'm not super concerned, but you never know. They pulled Ant-Man out. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. Yeah, Every time yeah, I start did. to doubt a little bit, I'm like, oh, yeah. They did Ant-Man, and people loved it. And let's not forget about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, who's the talking raccoon and tree? What is going on? What is this, a Star Wars movie? Basically. It kind of was. But I guess it is time we start to roll into that whole Star Wars talking. Before we get into the spoiler side of things, did anyone see Oscar Isaac do the cover of Bill Murray's Star Wars song? Yes, it was sensational. If you get a chance, go and look that up. I saw it on Facebook. For those who don't remember, Bill Murray on SNL, I think it was SNL, but Bill Murray years ago came up with lyrics to the Star Wars theme. Oscar Isaac did a cover and added some of his own lyrics to it, and it is freaking awesome. If I can well, find the link to it, I'll put it in the chat room and the show notes. Because Bill Murray did it as like a lounge act, and then Oscar Isaac did it on acoustic guitar. Yeah, and he was Both good at fantastic. it. fantastic. Nothing think, but Star Wars. And if you're Oscar Isaac, then you got to think he's going to be in a Marvel movie, not true, not well, a Fox Marvel movie, and Star Wars. He's going to be in two big movies in less than a year. Good for him. Wait, what Fox Marvel movie is he in? He's a, he's Apocalypse. And oh, he's Apocalypse. Apocalypse? He's Apocalypse. Poe Dameron is Apocalypse. Poe Dameron is Apocalypse. Apparently, that had somehow skipped over that fact had not set in my nerd brain. That's kind of cool. I'm glad they fixed his fucking face then. He's a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you guys want to roll into some Star Wars talk then? Yeah, yeah. So I will say, guys, we're going into spoilers. If you did not want to be spoiled on Star Wars, just turn off the rest of the show and come back to it when you're ready. But I guess we're going to Star Wars, so here's your warning. (laughs) 
I just wanted to be able to put that bump in there, I'll be honest. <laughs> and I'm even changing, if you're watching the live video, to my spoiler alert tag. So anyone that sees it, this is Star Wars spoilers. Do not watch if you don't want Star Wars spoilers. I'm going to give you five <laughs> seconds here as I ramble incoherently until I blab out a big spoiler. The movie was awesome. That's not really a spoiler. <laughs> I was going to say, who, who's going to say it? Who wants to say it? Oh, I don't know. What do you guys want to open with first on this one? Kylo Ren is an asshole. Well, yes. Han and Leia's kid is an asshole. Kylo Ren is a petulant child, basically. Yes, he is. He's the he's, worst nephew ever. He's the son of Han Solo. <laughs> Did you expect him to not be an asshole? That's true. He could be a little less of an asshole. He didn't have to ruin his whole uncle's fucking Jedi Academy. Like, what a dick. Yeah, but he has a great force power of his hair is always fantastic when he takes off his helmet. How this is true. He does not there? have helmet hair. Never has helmet. How does it fit in there? I'm like, where does his hair go? That With helmet's the not that big. The the same way he can catch fucking laser bolts in the in the air, and stop them from moving. He can fix his hair instantly when he takes his helmet off. Not it's only does amazing. he stop it in air, he just goes on about his business and it stays. I know that scared. shit was fucking cool. See, I don't know. That's where I kind of get into his powers vary a lot. I mean, I don't think he's completely trained. And I have a theory for that I'll get to in a second. But at one moment, he's able to freeze a blaster bolt in midair, a power we've never seen Vader, Palpatine, anyone do. And you're like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then he gets his ass owned by a stormtrooper who's never used a lightsaber before temporarily. Like, the guy cuts him up a little bit, and you're like, what the hell? I mean, I know he's shot, and he got shot with a bowcaster, which has been wrecking face the entire movie. But I just... It's interesting to me. Well, I think it's that thing of him being a raw force user. Where yeah. in the moment, he sees the laser blast coming at him and just goes, you know, fuck you, and stops it. Where in the sword fight, that's something that you're actually learning technique. And, you know, apparently he wasn't paying attention to Uncle Luke when it was sword fighting class. I guess. So I kind of have a theory here that he's not very well trained yet at this point in time. And in order to set up this theory, let me take you back to Star Wars and New Hope. Much like this movie does, we're going back to New Hope. There's a lot of echoes of things there. Oh, Jesus, yeah. don't remind me. I was so, like, is this the same movie? Yeah, that, that's the same thing my girlfriend said. She goes, hey, I love this alternate universe take on A New Hope when it was all over, but neither here nor there. If we go back to A New Hope, when Alderaan is destroyed, Obi-Wan Kenobi physically is pained by it. You see him like grab a wall and almost fall down. Luke doesn't notice yeah. a damn thing. In Force Awakens, we have, what, five planets destroyed within seconds of each other, and nobody reacts. Well, that's not true. That's not true. The end scene of the movie, that's why Luke is still crying. <laughs> He's like, you don't have to just blow up motherfucking planets, man! Damn! No, he's not he's crying. He's been crying on his little island the whole time. There's no tears in Luke Skywalker's eyes. Now, yeah, I've no, actually he looks heard, sad. I've heard some differences about... I've heard it's only one planet that gets blown up. I thought it was multiples, too, but somebody says they watched the movie and they read the, the novelization, and they said... That's like, so what I thought, too. I was like, those multiple planets, but he was very yeah, adamant. So some people have read the novelization, and I will say, based off of what I've read, I haven't read it, but the novelization was based off an earlier script of The Force Awakens than what they shot with, so it's not 100% okay. accurate to what was in the movie. I saw five when I watched it. SP's in the chat room goes, it was five! There are five planets in Echo of Captain Picard. Yeah, because I, I think it. they do five in the first system that they attack, and then they show it set up to aim at five others in the new one, but they're starting with just the one. When they actually when they stop it, but yeah, I thought it was five as well when I saw it. 
So uh, Ryan's in the chat room, and he goes, the reason Luke is sad, in his opinion, is that he's standing over his wife's grave, and then his daughter showed up with his lightsaber. So I never oh. saw a headstone there. It looked like he's just standing at the edge of the bluff looking out over things. Yeah, there I are thought a lot he was of people just chilling on his island planet. Yeah, there's a lot of people that claim there was a headstone there, but I have not seen it. And I've, hmm. I've seen the movie twice. Yeah, I didn't see a headstone, but I haven't gone back and watched it. I watched it in 3D, and by the end sequence there, I had a pretty good headache going. So... What, did you watch it in 3D? Yeah, the the first seats available that I could find in my valley for the opening weekend were 3D. So it was cool, though. I have to admit, I, I enjoyed the 3D. Like, it was, it's the first time in a very long time where literally that scene where they show the Super Star Destroyer coming at you, I actually went like this. Like, I pulled my fucking head back because, I mean, the way they shot the 3D, it was done extremely well. Well, they didn't shoot anything in 3D. It was all post-production well, yeah, effects. The way, the way they up-converted it. Yeah, other than the really fast lightsaber fights, pretty much everything else worked really well in the 3D. Okay, so I have to say, those lightsaber fights were awesome just because of the damage you did around them. You got one of those fights I'd always wanted to see, where you sort of got it in Episode 3, as they're, like, destroying the room around them. They're swinging lightsabers, and tree limbs are falling, and things are smoking, yeah. and I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted out of it. I do have to uh, say that uh, that laser bolt freezing in midair was awesome in 3D. Yeah, I could yeah. see that being pretty cool in 3D. Cool. And then, uh, how did you guys like uh, the what is it, the Vibroblade Stormtrooper that can fight against the lightsaber? Odd. Like that dude was pretty cool. Well, it's so, just like the the staffs that some of the droids used to carry. Yeah. Uh, that character did more uh, more action than uh, Captain Phasma. Phasma, yeah. yeah. I've seen the memes. Disney tries to make Captain Phasma badass, and then this dude shows up, no name, and wrecks fucking house. That should have been her. That, that, that would have been... Yeah, big. yeah. Why wasn't that Phasma in the fight sequence? Random, unnamed Stormtrooper becomes one of the coolest characters in the film. We do know that Disney, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy have specifically said they have more in the works for Captain Phasma, so presumably she survives the destruction of Starkiller Base. I have no idea what that's going to be going forward. There was a cool thing they brought up, though, in a, the visual guide or whatever to Star Wars Episode Seven that was published. The reason her armor is chrome is because it is made out of Darth, not Darth Vader's, uh, um, Palpatine's old Nubian cruiser, which was all chromed out and stuff like that. Oh, so they nice. made her armor out of his cruiser. Yeah, I do have to say that was the one character that I was kind of disappointed in. I wish that I hope they do something really big with her in the next one because she's the one character you can just pull out of the movie and you don't really lose anything. Or yeah, just so do something with her. You, you, all this, you're, you're making her sound awesome, but. Was she awesome in the movie? Don't tell me she's awesome. Show me she's awesome. I tend to agree with what Draftsman's yeah. saying in the chat room where he says, I think they're saving her for the next movie. I don't think they could fit everything they wanted in this one because it's a lot of setups. I think you'll get more of her going forward. And Could be, yeah. I, I hope she's a total badass because, yeah, the character looks cool and it's a great actress. Of course. Uh, they didn't do anything with the character in this movie. Ryan has a different alternative opinion where he says, Phasma's the new Boba Fett. Does nothing, looks cool, huge fan following. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Didn't she already talk too much if she wants to be the new Boba Fett. That's true. Boba Fett only had like two lines the entire time. Yeah. She had five lines just yelling at Finn when she caught him in the hallway with his helmet off. And as like Finn, a damn hall monitor. Yeah. So Ryan's actually got some really good points he's bringing up that are kind of refuting some of the issues I had had. Like the whole stormtrooper with the baton that's able to fight a lightsaber. I was, I was kind of like, okay, this is just in there to have this cool moment. And the chat room says, no, it's not odd at all. They're hunting Luke Skywalker. So it makes sense they'd have weapons to use against lightsabers. Yeah. Okay. I get it. That makes sense to me now. You would think the Empire R&D would eventually make something. Because, yeah, you had the you had the droid staffs 
that could fight lightsabers. So the eventually the Empire would come up with weapons to duplicate that type of energy field to where even though it's not a lightsaber, it's a weapon that can make contact with one and not be completely destroyed. Uh, see, and they also expected a lot of Phasma in the movie due to the merchandise. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting a lot. I mean, SP even brings up the big thing <laughs> in the Smuggler's Bounty, the Funko Pop thing that came out was the chromed out Phasma. He says, Captain Phasma was not awesome. I'm ashamed to have received her Pop Funko figure in my Smuggler's Bounty. I was thinking that when I left theater. Like, man, they were really happy about that well, Funko Pop. <laughs> if, if he doesn't want his, he can send it to me. I'll have yeah, two because no, right. I love mine. <laughs> As that Chrome Phasma is still look, one of the coolest looking pop figures ever. Though I did get some more for Christmas, which I'll have to share in a moment. So I, I know we're nitpicking on some of this stuff. I think we all enjoyed the movie. Oh, yeah, I'd give it 9 out of 10. It was almost perfect. And it was nostalgia overload. I, I'm not going to rate it until a few months from now because I do bad when it comes to rating things when they first come out because it really hits <laughs> me hard. And I'm like, oh, I love this. And then after some time, I'm like, eh, maybe I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. I'm ready I will to say... Oh, go ahead. I will say I really did enjoy it. I loved a lot of the callbacks to the old stories and things like that. And I think JJ did exactly what he needed to do, which was to restart everything and reload everything so that going forward they could be like, okay, here's how we continue the story. And one of the interesting notes I did see is that JJ and Lawrence Kasdan and Michael Van Arten, who collaborated to write the script, they struggled a lot with how to bring Luke Skywalker. And some of the early scripts of this movie had him show up like halfway through. And the problem they ran into then was that Anytime they brought Luke Skywalker in, he then became the focus of the movie. So they kind of did what they had to yeah. do there, set everything up and be like, okay, here's the MacGuffin. You finally found Luke Skywalker and end. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, you know, you have Man of Steel, colon, collateral damage. It's Star Wars Episode Seven: The Search for Luke. <laughs> yeah. Because if they'd have called it that, people would have been pissed. But that's what it is. It's two hours and 25 minutes of where the fuck is Luke Skywalker? And why well, did I mean, he leave a map if the, he was really hiding? The first line <laughs> in there is uh, Luke Skywalker has vanished. Yep. I mean, that's but the yeah, opening line. Oh, the crawl was cool. We're, you guys were both in packed theaters, right? I was for the Sunday showing. The Thursday night showing was not as packed. Did you guys actually get like cheering and like clapping and stuff in the yes. theater? Not really. As soon as, as the, I did. As soon as the Star Wars theme started, everyone cheered. When Han Solo appeared, everyone cheered. And we haven't gotten to the Han moment yet. I'm sure we'll get to that soon. Yeah. Before we do that, though, I'm just kind of following up what people are saying in the chat room. Topics they want to discuss and bring forward. And Ryan had brought up an interesting one I wanted to really talk about. And the chat room just scrolled. But he said, can we talk about how they've reached a new dark origin for the Stormtroopers? The First Order is basically kidnapping kids at birth and indoctrinating them. Guilt. It's, it's basically a cult now instead of the clone farms. So I don't know if you guys ever read any of the Halo books, like the Fall of Reach and things like that, how the Spartans were created. That's basically how they created the Spartans, is they went and took a bunch of young children, replaced them with clones, and then trained them to be super soldiers. Oh, wait, so in the Halo universe, they actually replace the kids that they steal with clone babies? Yeah, so I think they're around, they're around five to nine years old, most of those kids, when they first get them. They replace them with clones and take those kids and train them to be soldiers. At least that's kind of nice. At least they replace them. <laughs> yeah, but it's here's it's, a copy of your baby. We take your baby. Why not just make the copy and take the copy? Well, I mean, and at least they acknowledge the clones the in this one too. Is never as good. That's true. They did acknowledge the clones in this one though too, because Kylo Ren had said something to General Hux along the lines of, "Why didn't we just use clones if your men can't handle it or something like that?" So there is potential for clones coming back in yeah. some way, shape, or form. I would guess what that is. I don't and, know. And I did kind of like it, it. I mean, in the original trilogy, stormtroopers are kind of a joke. 
because you're thinking that it's the end of the the last of the clones and the start of people being like indoctrinated into the Empire. So we never know if they're all clones or not by the end of you know Return of the Jedi. But there was, was always basically a joke. There was some stormtrooper ass kicking in this one. So yeah, indoctrinated, you know, kidnapped, indoctrinated, and trained from birth. Some of these stormtroopers were actually shooting and hitting the shit they were shooting at. It was kind of nice to see. So I would go back to the original trilogy and say the vast majority of stormtroopers are probably not clones because if you've been watching Star Wars Rebels, you meet a bunch of the former clone troopers and they're frigging old and that takes place before the original trilogy. Because they're kind of aging out. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those things. It's like, why were stormtroopers such a joke in the original trilogy when they made them really cool in Clone Wars and now we're seeing stormtroopers that, you know, get to kick a little bit of ass. They don't miss every single thing they fucking shoot at anymore, which is kind of good. No, I, I completely agree with you on that. It's... Pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, do we want to talk the numbers? Uh, I got a little bit of some beforehand. You asked uh, if the theater was full. I've been called a one-up ambassador before, and you saw it in 3D. I had to see it in 3D because I wanted to see it in D-Box, if you know what that is, uh, where the seats move and everything with it. Oh, yeah, sweet. It was, really bo- it was really badass with the flying. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, let's do this. Hey, it's fun. You shut your mouth, Bachman. <laughs> but... Uh, so I, but the only way to see it in D box was you had to see it in 3D. I was like, fine, whatever, I'll do that. And I was kind of, it was okay. Everything, the action scenes were okay and all that. But there was only three people who bought tickets for D box, myself being one. And then one of them just so happens to come sit right next to me. I was like, I got this whole clear row. There was every other scene was. I was like, and then, but it's weird because he came in like 30 minutes into the movie and sat down right beside. I was like, that. What the hell? That's creepy. You're paying t- your tickets for this, and you're coming in 30 minutes after for the tickets for this is kind of a little bit up there. Oh, yeah, and then, uh, then he gets up about five minutes later, and goes out like, outside, comes back and sits in a like, couple further like toward the edge of the seat, you know, toward the aisle. I was like, what? Did you just have the wrong seat or something? That was a weird... Could yeah, that's weird though. It was whatever. I mean, but other than that, I believe pretty much it was packed out. Even on a Monday, at, was it noon fifth or no? It was two two forty. That's not bad. But before we get into numbers, though, we should probably touch on a couple other things because we we gave a lot of general impressions, things like that. What did you guys think of the new characters, Finn, Ray, Poe? Do you guys dig them? You think they're going to be a good generation to pass the torch to? Hell yes. <clears throat> I think uh, Finn's hilarious because that kid just he he runs with the moment, whatever the fucking moment is. Let's just go. And Finn and Poe are hilarious. And yeah, and Poe's hilarious. But I, I, there's something about um, oh, damn it, I can't think of his name now. The kid who plays Finn, John Boyega. Boyega. There's something about when you're watching him on film in this movie, you can tell that every time JJ said cut, John Boyega went, "It's fucking Star Wars." Like well, he, I mean- even when he's sad, he looks. There's just there's a twinkle in his fucking eye that tells you how happy he is to be on that set in so every s- scene in that movie. I saw some interviews with him. He goes, the worst thing they ever did is cast a fan in this movie. He goes, cause I'm yeah. a fan. So he was in there having a blast. The only thing he actually screwed up in this movie for me, and it's a super nitpick, but the first time he lights the saber right before he fights the baton guy, he does not touch the ignition switch, man. <laughs> he oh, does he miss button, the button? Like, no, no, he doesn't even push where the ignition is. There's a button up near the top of the lightsaber blade. That's what he pushes and it ignites. I'm like, that's not the ignition button on a lightsaber. And then I was Oops. like, oh, I'm that fan now. Crap. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all this awesome. Is. Ray is super cool. And then the one sequence with Poe Dameron 
in one flight, I think he kills more TIE fighters than Luke did in his whole fucking career. Like, yeah. Poe Dameron is a badass when you put him behind the stick of a X-Wing. And Poe Dameron was supposed to die originally in some of the early cuts of the script. Mm-hmm. When that TIE fighter crashed on Jakku, that was supposed to be the end of him originally. Nice. Yeah, I can, I can see why they kept him. Because, yeah, that is a cool character. Yeah, so... And, and, I think Ray Ray was the big revelation. Daisy Ridley just nailed that role. You feel for that character. I do think Luke Skywalker's her father. They're telegraphing that, and I don't think they're going to swerve us that. And I have some backup for that. Because in the vision, she sees all of Luke's perspective of things. And also, go back to her AT-AT home. She has that X-Wing helmet that looks a lot like Luke's. And there's also like a doll made up to look like an X-Wing pilot. Luke was a very famous X-Wing pilot also. So why did he leave his kid behind? What a douchebag. So I don't, well, there's various theories. He might not even know that he had a kid. It could be the mother had run at some point in time as things Uh, were falling apart and he never knew. Or it could be he had to move her away for her safety. Remember, it's a Skywalker tradition. You have to hide your kids for their safety. (laughs) Yeah, but usually only when their dad's an asshole. If Luke's not an asshole, then he should have been able to protect his kids. Well, here's one of the theories. is A lot of people think this is going to end with Luke falling to the dark side and being taken out by a com- combination of Rey and um, Kylo Ren. Excuse me. That no. would be crazy. I don't, I don't believe it, really. I think that, and J.J. even said in an interview, the reason that, okay, spoiler, we all know Han Solo dies. I expected it to happen, <gasps> but even when it happened, I was like, I looked over at my girlfriend and I was, as that moment was about to happen. He's walking out there. I go, oh no, they're gonna kill him, aren't they? That's yeah, what happened yeah. when I had to go use the bathroom. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. He, he was the character that I called. Uh, that was the one. Was like Han's gonna be the one that dies. But the way they did it, yeah. When he's walking out to Kylo Ren on that bout on that ledge, it's like, oh shit, they're gonna fucking kill him. Like his son's just gonna take him out. It's like, goddamn. Yeah, so Ryan in the chat room says, I really hope we don't see a Ren redemption story. And part of what J.J. has said in some interviews, J.J. Abrams, was they had to find a way to establish the fact that Kylo Ren was evil, that he's taking these steps to turn away from the light. And what better way to do that than to kill Han Solo? He goes, yeah, we could have kept Han around. He says, we could have kept Han around. He goes, but here's the problem we ran into is, what point does he serve? He'd just be hanging around the rebel base, things like that. So <laughs> that was kind of the way to end that character's arc and then establish just how evil Kylo Ren is. Now, there's a fan theory floating around right now that Kylo Ren is, he's a uh, he's an embedded spy or whatever, trying to take apart the First Order from within, and he had to kill Han to keep his, um, well, keep his um, cover intact. Sorry, I had a brain fart Covered. there for a second. I don't believe it. Well, I don't so buy you, that at all. You would have yeah, thought they would have let Han Solo in on, hey, yeah, he's a double agent. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. get in his way. Like, and then... Check. Yeah, and the way the way Kylo Ren behaves, like he's not set up to be a double agent. If that was that would be like the cheapest version of the story. I don't. Think I, that's I like what it the is. idea of no redemption of the fa- of a character that has that little bit of light side in him and is fighting to kill it, like so, actually purposely trying to be evil. Like that's a great fucking version of a Sith. Well, he's not a Sith. Let's keep that in mind too. Well, there, the Sith are gone becoming. at this point in time. Yeah. At this point, there are no Sith. Hey, all he needs is an apprentice, and he's the Sith master. That's all he needs. Well, okay. So let's go to another theory. Here is uh, a <laughs> Supreme Commander Snoke. We know he's a giant hologram that we've seen. Supposedly, the alien race he is is about seven foot tall. That now, a lot of people thing uh, bug me. I like. Well, Palpatine did the same thing. Go back to Empire, and you've yeah, got the giant Palpatine hologram. like a hologram. This looked like a hologram. When they first show it, like him sitting there, they try to make it look realistic, like he was a giant god or something. The I thought it was all washed out. I did think he was a giant person until okay. the. Fair <laughs> enough. 
Oh, okay. So uh, one of the theories floating around right now is that um, supposedly Commander Snoke has been behind the scenes pulling strings for years, even since the beginning of the Empire. A lot of people are theorizing, and this has not been confirmed by Disney anything else, that Commander Snoke is Darth Plagueis, who was introduced in Episode 3. Oh, Remember, Snoke is actually Plagueis? Plagueis, could, um, Plagueis could manipulate midichlorians to create life. So, theoretically, he could keep himself alive after Palpatine killed him, is what people are arguing, and that Plagueis could, in fact, be Snoke. And this could be the continuation of the Sith. I don't believe it. What was that, five lines in Episode 3 or something they talked about him? Yeah, and then they did a book yeah. about it right before they wiped away all the canon, and then basically yeah, said, Can't count it. No, I know. Really <laughs> but if you go and look at um, some of the pictures and stuff of Darth Plagueis that had been created based off of that, he looks a lot like what Commander Snoke does, and Disney's been uh, quite quiet about it. Yeah, he looks like basically a zombie. <laughs> well, says he looks like he's uh, been had the crap kicked out. I mean, look at the side of his head. It's like dented in and burned, it looks sort of looks like. Yeah. That's what he all Sith look like, right? So, uh, Chris, do you have our numbers from when we guessed how much Star Wars The Force Awakens would make opening weekend? Oh, I can find those real quick. You should oh. grab those, and I'll go over what it actually made. Oh, well, while you're doing that, I do have to say, go ahead and hate me. Uh, I'm going to have to rate I'm teetering between 6.5 and a 7 out of 10. That's fair. I mean, that's not bad. I, I don't I'll, get mad at anybody else's ratings. They want to tell me it's a one-star movie. Then I'm gonna tell them to shove it up their ass because they're wrong. Like I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm not like an Uber fan. I know the storyline. I know what's going on. But I wouldn't say like, yeah, I gotta get everything Star Wars. I'm not that guy. But I mean, I do like do enjoy the story. I'm apparently becoming that guy. I, I keep finding every day. I have, I have more and more of a love for Star Wars, and it's it's been fun. I'm kind of glad I got the Smuggler's Bounty because yeah, it's the one box that I know everything in it. I'm gonna enjoy. Like but I don't yeah, have um, all the movies till I was like 17. Oh jeez, yeah. See, that's not when I was little. I have my one of my oldest pictures of me is in kindergarten wearing a C-3PO and R2D2 droid shirt. Like I, I've been a Star Wars fan since way back in the day. Nice. So before we go into the bets itself, real quick, I did want to mention I love the fact that some people just can't get over the fact that Han Solo is dead. There is a Facebook group I'm in where people are discussing the movie, and the one <laughs> yeah. guy's like, "Just because we saw him get stabbed and fall, it doesn't mean he's dead." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? He's dead." It it was, like his he, hand he was cut off. A lightsaber well, went through his fucking heart. Now hold on a second. <laughs> Darth Maul got sliced in half. And they brought his ass back for the Clone Wars. Didn't well, that's because Zabrak human Zabrak organs rather aren't in the same place as humans. So theoretically, he could live in lightsaber wounds cauterized. So that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, um, Chris, your nerd is showing. You better watch out. I know. <laughs> so so it got really interesting because this guy I was having a debate with is like he goes, "Well, prove to me based off the current canon he was dead." I said, "Okay, go back to Episode One where Qui Gon Jinn, a Jedi, gets stabbed through the heart and dies within minutes without even falling down yeah. a giant shaft." He goes. Well, I don't see the prequels as part of canon. I'm like, well, then you're a moron because yeah. Disney said they're canon. Submitted <laughs> so yeah. apparently. There's very little canon left, and the prequels do count no matter how much people don't want to admit they do. So you guys <laughs> wanted um, numbers real quick for what the original yeah. bets were. I have those for you, and I will share them right now on the screen share. So from the Gunna Geek Network, we had bets that varied all over the place. The uh, SP had said 220 million, Lauren 275, Haley 300, Op had said uh, 235, Beef had said $1 to try and prices right it. Wing said $115 million was wrong by the third day the movie was out. Lobster had said 214, Cody Goff had said uh, 75 mil, I had said 190, I was wrong. Uh, Naki had said 200, Anthony had said 237, 
Sean had said 210 and Shannon 230. So I think you got the closest, Anthony. Yeah, I believe I won by prices right rules without going over. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> As I was off by 10.9 million according to Box Office Mojo. Fucking beef. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to prices right it and I love it. $1, Bob. $1. Yeah, so the per uh, the article they put out on December 20th the uh, Star Wars Force Awakens stormed the box office and walked away with 247.9 million first three days domestic, yeah. which included the largest pre-sale ever with 30, uh, 57 million in Thursday night previews. So yeah, so technically it's three and a half days worth because it used to be like the midnight releases, but I think there were some previews that went Thursday night as early as I think 7 p.m. So I mean, there was a lot of people seeing it preview night on Thursday. And then, yeah, it was 528.9 million worldwide opening internationally. And then, yeah, the, the list of records is insane. Um, I'm not going to list the ones that had the previous spots just because some of them, there's just too many. But it now is the largest Thursday previews, largest Friday opening day and single day, largest Sunday, domestic opening weekend, worldwide opening weekend, highest per theater average, Top opening weekend for a PG-rated film. Top holiday opening weekend. Biggest weekend overall. Biggest December weekend. Biggest single day. Widest December opening. December opening weekend. Fastest to 100 million. Largest global IMAX opening record. And domestic IMAX opening record. And those were all the records they set the first three days. That's not even listing what they've done now as it continues You know, a, another week into it. But yeah, they set all those records the first three days the, the film was in the theaters. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Disney's making all the money, basically. Yeah, Disney's taking all of my money. <laughs> okay with it. Problems? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm fine with it. <laughs> good guys, uh, let's continue on. Keep making my Star Wars money to get my Marvel money. Disney just gets all my money. That's true. So we probably should start wrapping this one up real quick. Well, soon-ish. I did want to say the other fan theory that makes me laugh because it's just ridiculous is that, uh, oh, Finn's got to be either Lando's kid or Mace Windu's kid. I'm like, really? What? Really? Yeah, I, actually, make I read everyone... an article Yeah, said that it was that Finn's last name was going to be Calrissian. How would it have been Mace Windu's kid? Because that timeline does not add up. Or, yeah, or excuse he, me, a relative of Mace Windu. I'm like, just because they've only introduced yeah, two no. black guys in the Star Wars universe doesn't mean Finn has to be related there, to them. There's one guys. other random black pilot, plus there's the guards <laughs> on Naboo. There so, are a couple more yeah, black so, guys so in, basically in, the, it's, in Star Wars. Not everyone. Many. Yeah, everyone wants all these new characters to be related to some of the original characters. I don't see it being the case. Would I be shocked if they make Finn somehow be associated with Lando? Not exactly. I kind of hope they don't just because the fact we've already got Kylo Ren as a kid of Han and Leia and then Rey presumably yeah. being Luke's kid. I think that's enough tie into the original characters. And if yeah. you look at the Star Wars series as a whole, they make too many people be Skywalkers, damn it. Yeah, I like the idea that Finn is just a random kid stolen from his family because I love the fact like he didn't have a name. Like Poe Dameron actually gives him a name because he's a he's a call sign and a number at the yeah. beginning of the movie. I thought that was really cool. I did too. I and really like call sign. He was FN twenty one thirty seven. And what is that a reference to? Princess Leia's cell in the Death Star. There we go. There's all sorts of little Easter eggs in this movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, there so, were tons. I know we need to stop rambling about it, but I did want to bring up <laughs> when when Ray had her vision. Did anyone catch all the different cameos and appearances that were in there? You had Yoda's voice. You had Ali Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi speaking in there. Ewan McGregor recorded new lines for that um, vision. Nice. 
There's I don't think I caught half of it. That's why so, I need to go see it again. Yeah, so J.J. Abrams had confirmed <laughs> a bunch of that. They actually took a line of um, Ali Guinness in Star Wars New Hope, A New Hope, excuse me, saying, don't be afraid. And they took the Ray out of that to make him say Ray in her visions. And oh, then nice. They took some lines. Frank Oz came in and re-recorded some Yoda lines that they used that you hear in the very beginning. And then at the very end of that vision, if you listen close, your Ewan McGregor say something to the effect of, Ray, these are your first steps as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. Yeah, I need to see it again. I got a Fandango ticket for Christmas. I have to go see it again tonight. Yeah, I've seen it twice. <laughs> and what I would honestly suggest is the first time I saw it, I did not absorb near all of that. I was just sitting on the edge of my seat like, oh my God, what's going to happen? This is so good. Mm -hmm. The second time before I saw it, I'd gone and read some of the articles about here's some of the Easter eggs you should look for. And I specifically went and watched for them. And the Obi-Wan Kenobi lines in the vision and Yoda, I was like, holy crap, I actually hear it now. But if you're not actively listening for it, you'd easily miss it. Okay. It's really cool. Really cool. I don't know. So anyone else have any final thoughts on Star Wars before we start wrapping up things? Uh, I like what Draftsman just put in the, the chat room. He said, I would love if Finn goes looking for Rey, runs into an old friend of Han, and he mentors Finn. If they have to be, to, so they could share screen time but not be related. So if Finn is actually hanging out with Calrissian, looking for Rey, cool. that, I mean, that I could deal with. But yeah, they, they don't need to be related. No, don't make everyone be related. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I got is uh, Ray, overpowered novice. Yeah, so Ray's slightly OP in this. I think near the end, but at the same time, you can also balance that by saying that Kylo Ren is also injured and wounded and things like that. So it kind of makes up for the fact that she's become super powerful there too. See, I like the idea that you don't know your limitations when you first get a superpower. Yeah, that's true. Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, whoops a yellow character's ass because no one ever told him his ring didn't work on yellow. So I think she's OP in comparison to some of the other characters we've mentioned, but not necessarily the way the Force works and what they're setting up now, where she basically just lets go and lets the Force control her, it seems like. And that's when she starts basically destroying Kylo Ren, because she's about to get forced off that crevice. And then you see her take yeah. a moment, close her eyes, and pretty much reach out to the Force. And the way I read it more was that the Force was more controlling her, and she was being a vessel for the Force to help get her out of that. Now, who knows if I'm right. Uh, it seemed now, to fit for me. The people that are going out there and saying on Twitter and on Facebook and things like that that uh, Ray is a Mary Sue, just shut your faces. You're wrong. I, yes. I could argue that she might have been slightly OP at the end, and I might be able to agree with you on some of that. Slightly. I don't think it's ridiculous, because if she is truly a Skywalker, look at the things the Skywalkers have done just because of the Force. At age nine, yeah. Anakin destroys a spaceship. But what you're doing right now is you're pretty stretching that one if she is a Skywalker. They're hinting oh. very heavily yeah. at the fact that she is. Even if she's not, there could be other people that have a better connection to the Force than the Skywalkers. Perhaps she's the true chosen one. Then an immaculate conception of the Force itself? No. Well, I Let's got keep the Jesus out of my Star Wars, thank you. Well, I mean, uh, I'm continuing on with the Plagueis thing that he... Right. He forced it upon. <laughs> not not quite like, oh, it's just the force just came together and did it. All right. So Magdalene Conceptions is just what drunk bitches tell their husbands so they won't get in trouble. Oh, dear. But they still do anyway. <laughs> uh, you like so, that one, Chris? Yeah, that was you like great. That one? So, final thought on the movie for me is uh, the payoff for Luke Skywalker. Totally worth it. It's just I'm really bummed Mark Hamill didn't get to say a damn word. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the fact that like, there was such a buildup and all this huge stuff, but it's like, and then nothing. You know and that you initial... the, 2015, the year of Mark Hamill. Oh, I know. Luke Skywalker, the Joker, and the Trickster. He got all of his jobs back. 
that motherfucker is working. <laughs> yeah, he's making a bunch of money. So, you know when they did that initial script read, remember that first picture they showed for Star Wars Force Awakens? It was everyone around the table reading their lines. You know Mark yep. Campbell had to be like, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> Man, I, I don't have any lines. What Can the fuck, JJ? Can I get a sandwich over here? I got nothing to do. I got well, nothing yeah. to do. Can someone give me yeah. a sandwich? <laughs> and we have to say, to be clear, he is J.J. Abrams. He is not Jar Jar. He did not <laughs> fuck up Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Ryan's in the chat room, and he goes, "What we did get of him was very powerful, though. Yes, we got uh, just the way he looked on screen and the look on his face. Very well done. That that beard was powerful. It was an awesome beard, and the whole robot hand with no <laughs> skin anymore. Yeah, that's a funky look, but I like it. I mean, he's been on his own for how long? So it's entirely possible. I, I can't wait to see where they go with it, and I think it's going to be a very interesting balancing act for Episode Eight to try and not make it all be about Luke." Because Luke is a very interesting character in the Star Wars series, and a lot of people gravitate towards him, and they've done a very True. good job so far about making it be about Rey and Finn in the new generation. I do want to mention one thing. Who the hell went to Cloud City to the wherever the lightsaber fell down to to go get it? Because that was not his green lightsaber. That was his blue one. Uh, that was Anakin's weapon. So and I that have fell down Cloud City. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, and hopefully we get some resolution on that at some point going forward. I know in the expanded universe, they had retrieved his hand and the lightsaber both and used the hand to clone Luke Skywalker. You gotta figure, Calrissian, you know, he's a smuggler. He's all about making the dollars. He saw that fucking lightsaber fall. He's like, you know what? That shit's worth some money. I just watched the episodes where Hondo in Rebels is talking, or in uh, Clone Wars is talking about how much those the crystals are worth. If he, if, if uh, Calrissian saw that lightsaber fell, he'd have sent a boy or two down to go get it. But they were already gone. But then wouldn't he have taken that crystal out of it? Maybe. He wanted to and didn't get a chance. <laughs> Shit happens, motherfucker. It, it sort of does. So, I guess we should start wrapping things up on Star Wars. I keep seeing stuff pop up in the chat room, guys. We're already over on time, so <laughs> save some of those thoughts for next week, because I'm sure we'll talk about Star Wars again when Naki's back. I'm not trying Indeed. to cut you off. We just need to start wrapping up the show, because we're already over on time. So, my apologies, everyone in the chat room. We'll get to it next time. I promise. And we still have Christmas presents to share. Oh, God, yeah, we do. So I guess we should start wrapping things up. We'll do that in our <laughs> traditional way on this show. It's a bit we call what I'm into. It's basically our chance to share with you guys, our audience, the new stuff we've been getting into and maybe convert you to our cause. And I'll go first because I haven't done a whole bunch of stuff. I've basically been cleaning my house. But one of my awesome Christmas gifts, I got a new toaster, and it looks like Darth Vader. And it burns the Star Wars logo on my toast. That's right. It's awesome. Nobody else is intrigued by this. I'm just getting. I think it's pretty out. cool. I just don't think it. It should only have settings for dark. Yeah, it gets. It's more toasty than Anakin when it's all said and done. Uh, it kind of, kind of, kind of got a little too <laughs> dark. Go lava. from dark to Mustafar. <laughs> go from dark to Mustafar. Those should be the settings. So other stuff I've been getting into. I spent some Christmas time with my folks. That was fun. I have been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on the Xbox One, which has been really fun. And I did not mean to fall down this rabbit hole, but I fell down the on-demand rabbit hole. And I started watching the show Quantico off of ABC. And at first I thought, oh, it's going to be some ridiculous kind of soap opera thing and I won't like it. No, it's actually a pretty cool mystery story. And they keep me guessing all the time. And there are 11 episodes of this season so far. I'm on episode 9 now in a day and a half. Because I've just gotten hooked into trying to figure out the mystery around this entire story. So if you're looking for a good mystery show which also happens to have gratuitous amounts of sex and violence thrown in it from time to time. Go check Hello. out Quantico on ABC. I was surprised by uh, how much I enjoyed it. Never a bad thing. Say, so how much sex is on if it's on ABC, though? 
wow, enough. I mean, it's it's a it's <laughs> it's in the prime time block, man. There people are constantly getting it on, be it in the shower, in their beds, in hallways. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, you don't get the gratuitous flesh like you would on an HBO thing, of course. But I was yeah. sitting there, I was like, is this dude just gonna sleep with everyone? And at nine episodes in, he's basically slept with everyone. I'm like, huh? It, normally that would bother me because it doesn't make sense. But it's the mystery around everything that's going on where I was just like. Okay, this is what's got me hooked. The overarching story is basically there's a terrorist attack outside the Democratic National Convention in New York City. They try and think one of these agents that you're introduced to in flashbacks is the person behind it. And then the story is all based off of their training in Quantico nine months ago because one of those agents was the terrorist and what's going on in the future. So they keep flip-flopping time between those two periods and you start, I don't know, I can't really describe it well. It's just awesome. Nice. I really enjoyed it. But other than that, I, I'm sure there's other stuff I'm missing. I saw Star Wars twice because that's how I roll. I'm probably going to watch Empire Strikes Back today because I need my favorite Star Wars movie. And because I also have a theory that Episode Eight's going to be just as dark. But that's mostly what I've been getting into. One Willie D. Nelson. Sir, what have you been getting into? Well, with all this Star Wars talk, I do have to... Um, uh, something I did see on YouTube that was actually really good. The uh, channel called Belated Media. Uh, this one guy, he came in and he pretty much said, "Hey, what if episode one was good?" And he, I've seen this one. And he changed, and he actually finally did episode two, and about two years ago, and he finally put out episode three this year, where he changed a lot from episode one to two. Like the storyline has changed tremendously, so it took him some time to come up with episode three to continue on with that. All these changes, really well done. I like the story that he put out, and it's kind of a good what if. Other than that, uh, today I'm going to go get a PS3 because I'm tired of looking my, at my TV and nothing being on it. Huh. Oh, It's, it's going to be in use today. I know it's just a PS3, but hey, I need something to stream up there and to play some things. All my digital copies of the PS Plus games still there. Can't go wrong with it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to treat myself a little bit. I'm going to go get Ant-Man today because I haven't seen it since the theaters. I might have to go and get that soon, too. I bought a bunch of Blu-rays, though, so I need to be good. It's a good Blu-ray. I picked it up uh, last week or the week before. It, uh, the bonus features for the deleted scenes is worth buying it alone. And uh, just to let you know what uh, top three movies I'm most interested in for 2016 in order is, well, because Winter Soldier blew me so far, like expect- expectations so far out. I'm looking forward to Civil War, mostly. Then Deadpool. And then shut up, y'all. Batman v Superman. Batman 5 Superman. I'm interested in that one, too. I'll be honest. Uh, I want to see it, but it does not have the same level of interest as the first two movies you mentioned. Well, that's why it's number three. Yeah. Fair enough. I have come out with my concerns in regards to uh, Batman v Superman. I hope it's good, (laughs) but I have my concerns based off all the reports that they're shoving everyone in that movie (laughs) that uh, it might not be. Goomba-headed Bizarro Doomsday. You mean Bizarro, who looks like the Abomination? <laughs> and uh, just, just for you, Bachman, I will go watch uh, Civil War in Douchebox. In Douchebox. <laughs> hey, try it out one time. It is very fun for the right movie. It was bad for Ant-Man. Ant-Man was a horrible movie in D-Box. I don't like the idea of not being able to have my, my, my drinks secure. <laughs> oh, no, no, they say they're pretty good. Just put a lid on it, man. You're good. You're good to go, man. Beer bottles don't come with lids. Well, the place uh, they don't have a, you can't bring beer bottles within the place. Right? No reason to go. <laughs> I don't drink myself, so there's always reason to go. <laughs> the only time I let myself drink now is when I go to the movies. I need my two beers. 
<laughs> we do have a place that does it where you can order wine and beer and gourmet popcorn. That costs ten dollars. Yeah, that is fancy. Well, considering most popcorn in the movie theater costs like eight to nine bucks already. That's true. An extra buck for gourmet. Making gourmet not is not that bad. Yeah, it's like in the same <laughs> building with the theater I usually go to. That's one of the nice with the D box in it, the douche box. The douche box. The douche box. But yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to getting Ant Man and watching that. Yeah. Nice. Go ahead. So, I, one last thing I'm into that I completely forgot is that I switched out to a new soundboard app for running the soundboards for this show. So, that's why I'm missing things like the porn bump, which I'll get put in there later. But I do like this one. Anyone who's interested, it's called Jingle Palette. It runs on Windows very nicely, and it's free. Go check that out. But Nice. Mr. Bachman, sir, Damn. what do you mean getting into? Um, I finally finished season five of Clone Wars, so all I have left is the last season, the Netflix season. So I got to see the return of Darth Maul and his brother Savage Opress and see all that cool shit. Um, I'm really excited that they did a sixth season because if you haven't seen it, the way they end season five really kind of sucked with Ahsoka Tano going on trial and then leaving the Jedi Order. Like, if it had ended there and they hadn't done any more, like, that would have been a shitty way to end that show. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to get that done because then I got the whole first season of Rebels to watch, get caught up on. Um, I did, I got one more show a shot that I'd heard a lot of good stuff about. I watched the first episode of Dark Matters, which is a really cool sci-fi show where you have the, the group of people wake up on a ship and don't know who they are or why they're there or how they got there. And as they're trying to figure out basically what they're doing in space, who they are, and uh, you know what what's going on. It's, you know, a bunch of different weird questions being answered. And it's got a, a bunch of people from a lot of the really good Canadian shows, a um, bunch of actors I don't know the names of, but I've seen them in other stuff. It, it was a really good first episode. I'm excited to see how the rest of that first season goes. Um, yeah, I saw Star Wars, watched Minions finally, which, yeah, power, respect, banana. I want that shirt. That fucking movie was funny. And then... Um, I had some had a really good Christmas. My Secret Santa at work is insane. My Secret Santa gift came in a giant Star Wars box that was basically filled with Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, gift certificates to Fandango and my local comic book shop, and she got me Ghostface from nice. Scream, the Scream Pop. Got me C3PO with the red arm, so I can add that to my Star Wars pop collection. And she got me the Chewbacca pop, which is possibly the cutest pop they've ever done. So yeah, my my uh, secret Santa, who was supposed to spend ten to twenty bucks, went way over. And yeah, I, everybody at work was very jealous. I had an awesome just stack of stuff. And then uh, the roommates and the friends were really awesome. I spent a good chunk of last night playing Until Dawn, because the roommates finally got me that. I do have to say though, it's it's compared to you know all the button mashing games I'm used to playing, it's really cool and I like the story but the fact that if you play it for the first hour it does a previously on until dawn twice like why are they giving me wrap ups like an episode of a TV show of a game I've been playing consistently for an hour I don't know why those sequences are in there they bother me Well, but so far I really like it it's fun what was that Willie? Uh, they set up in chapters, so I, when you finish a chapter, it's kind of like a good stopping point, and then when you start next, that's why. I understand what yeah, you're but, saying, though. Yeah, there should be something in the game that lets it, that like, because I can see if you log back in, then it should do that, because that would be perfect. It'd be awesome. Like, hey, don't forget this shit, this shit, and this shit happened. But the fact that, yeah, it did two wrap-ups while I was playing, it's like, I know that just happened, motherfucker. I'm still playing the game. Quit telling me what just happened. And then uh, my other buddy got me uh, the only at Target 
Nature Boy, Ric Flair pop <laughs> in Ooh, the meat robe. Ooh. Hell no yeah. Does he have a feather boa? Yeah, it's got the, the feather yeah. collar and the sleeves. Yeah, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and then, yeah, my, uh, my the roommates and their son actually got me a new hat, too. So I got me a pretty little Broncos hat, <laughs> which I really like, but won't fit over my headphones. But yeah, it was it was, a, it was a really good Christmas. Oh, I also I had um, some artwork that I've already put away, but uh, I ordered a piece from Justin Stewart. See if I can, it's up on my Instagram. It's awesome, elongated Freddy Krueger piece, uh-huh. and then that's pictures of all the other shit he sent with me. I give him just a couple bucks as a tip, and yeah, he sent me two other art pieces, two stickers, and a copy of his sketchbook. Nice. So not only should you pay for art. If you tip an artist, you might get a fucking shit ton of extra stuff sometimes. If you know, if they if you make it really happy. But yeah, it was a really good Christmas. Went out and saw my grandpa second year since grandma died, and he decided this year once again not doing the huge turkey dinner. He wanted pizza, so we had Papa John's for Christmas dinner because grandpa didn't want a goddamn mess in his kitchen. I mm, like it now. Respectable. <laughs> but yeah, that was my Christmas. It was good, and I'll probably go see Star Wars again tonight. Because I got that Fandango gift card burning a hole in my pocket. Always going to see Hateful Eight. Eh. I'll see it eventually. I like Tarantino, but I'm more interested in seeing Star Wars not in 3D so that I can, yeah, kind of really see it and not get a headache. But I was there with you. That Star Destroyer pointed right there. I was like, oh, wow, that's uh, that's right there. Yeah. That sequence they did very well. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, other than Avatar, I can't remember the last time 3D was done well enough to actually make me move my head to where they showed something on stream, and I went, oh, damn. Like it was, it was well done. It was impressive, especially yeah for a movie that was up converted and not shot in 3D. That was the one standout 3D though. Yeah, that Super Star Destroyer was cool looking. Word. So we probably do need to be getting out of here. It is running a little late. Like I said last week, don't worry, Naki will be back next week, and we'll probably talk some Star Wars when she's here again. Probably not for a full half hour. I'm aiming for like 10 to 15 minutes of it. So anyone in the chat room who I cut off your Star Wars conversation on, come back next week. We'll discuss things then. Chris, Indeed. you keep saying every week that we're running late, but when it's a consistent time, it's not late anymore. <laughs> it just is the regular. Yeah, See, the show awesome. used to be like an hour 40, and then he cut it down, and I'm just consistently trying to build it back up to as long as it used to be. Well, I already knew you. that with Star Wars, it was all going to be running late today, but so that's beside yeah. the point. As we wrap things up, don't forget, you can go find the show over at atgnpodcast.com. The entire back catalog is there, the chat room, all sorts of stuff. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash all things good and nerdy. If you have feedback for us, send it to ATGN Podcast at gunnageek.com or call us on the ATGN hotline at 304 806 ATGN. Don't forget we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. over at live at atgnpodcast.com at geeks.live and on channel 3 of Alpha Geek Radio. It is part of our ongoing quest to be everywhere on the internet on Sunday morning to make sure you can consume our content. Seriously, consume our content. Uh, the next live show for the Gunna Geek Network on geeks.live will be Monday night at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time. That is the official gunnageek.com podcast. So if you're a fan of the Gunna Geek Network, go check out the official cast. It's pretty fancy. Sometimes it's funny. Only sometimes. sometimes. That's what it says in the opening credits, man. Yeah. So before we get out of here, you guys have any final thoughts, parting shots, anything like that? I was supposed to have something clever, but I forgot it. I'm going to stick with Kylo Ren as an asshole. Okay, so real quick, if you want some funny Star Wars accounts, go to at Kylo Ren with the uh, 
last E being a three, and that's emo Kylo Ren. And oh, also nice. at very lonely oh. Luke on Twitter. At very, very lonely, lonely Luke. Luke. <laughs> they are both hilarious. I'm sorry, oh. you should uh, uh, emo Kylo Ren kind of really gets me. I gotta look that up. Yeah, eh. at Kylo Ren, where the uh, three, where the E is a three. Excuse me. So those would be the things I would suggest. On that note, we're gonna start getting out of here, guys. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with some more ridiculousness. Until then, bye, guys. Bye. bye. I'm so emo. I put eye makeup on my helmet. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good Podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over to our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. <laughs>